0: I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. For those of you listening in real time, today is open enrollment for April 2023 group coaching. If you are tired of feeling tired in your MFR business, tired of not knowing what to say to your clients and tired of under-earning, I am the coach for you. I help MFR therapists learn how to sell MFR with confidence and ease, learn how to set your rate so you never under-earn and learn how to create a steady calm within yourself as you navigate anything your client could ever bring to you. If you've followed me for a while or maybe just for a brief time and you are a John Barnes-trained MFR therapist, you know that I help a lot of people create amazing MFR businesses. And I want you to consider if you love the free content that you're getting, imagine what happens when you join group coaching and take your business from what it is to what is possible. I'd love to help you do that. Space is limited and we only have 14 spots left for this round of coaching. So if you are thinking about joining, do not hesitate and do it before we sell out. If you'd like more information, please visit my website, www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching for all of the details on how to join this round of coaching. So one more time, group coaching enrollment is open now, April 3rd, until we sell out or April 7th at 1159 PM, whichever comes first. I'll see you there. And I can't wait to coach your face off. Now let's get to the show, it's a really good one today. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today by one of my really awesome clients, Leslie Muller of Resonance Myofascial Release, which is in Hanover, Virginia, just outside of Richmond, Virginia. Leslie found me after attending Raise Your Rate Bootcamp for the very first time that I ever taught it live in 2022. And this episode is airing on the very first day of raise your rate bootcamp live for the third time that I'm teaching it. So, so kind of, I don't know, apropos or fun or a coincidence that we're doing this at the same time, but welcome to the podcast. Leslie, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you became a myofascial release therapist?
1: Let's see, major life and career change back in 2010. I went to massage school, finishing in 2011. And while I was still in massage school, I found Barnes Myofascial Release. It was with a very, very gifted therapist that I got treatment from. And it changed my whole life, rocked my world. Then, and I was in Richmond at the time. And then in early 2012, we moved to Tennessee and my son was in kindergarten And I didn't really take it up. I worked as a massage therapist and I would sometimes blend it. In 2013 or 12, I took my first Barnes class and I was really slow at first. I feel like I found it because I was meant to find it, though it took me a while before I was like, this is it. This is what I'm doing. In 2018, we moved back to the Richmond area and I tried working, sort of working for someone else and it just wasn't working and COVID hit. And there was just this little voice that was like, you just want to do MFR, Leslie. You just want to do MFR. And in 2019, I had started, OK, I'm taking more classes again. I went from like novice to now I'm advanced. And that means well, they, they all know they're therapists, but the number of classes. So basically, it was the experience of receiving the treatment. And when I was in massage school and when I was learning MFR, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Very, very cool.
0: So what was going on with your business when you decided to come to Raise Your Rate Bootcamp? I was
1: a lot of fear and a lot of inaction. And I was just afraid of everything. You know that from the beginning, I was like afraid of my clients. I was afraid of putting myself out there. That's the main thing. I was afraid of putting myself out there. And my thoughts, everything was like, I can't do this. And it was for other people, not for me. That was in the middle of 22. So it was really slow. I had some great clients wasn't doing any type of any way of putting myself out there at all and there just wasn't much going on and actually I like vetted you with the Rage Rager boot camp when I was a couple of days in I was like I'm definitely coaching with Heather but I I somehow knew about you early on because I think you posted an MFR insight about your book and podcast and so I got the book and then I I listened to your podcast probably pretty much from the beginning And for quite a while, I thought, oh, I want to coach with Heather, but I'm not ready, but I'm not ready, but I'm not ready. I even thought I can't afford it, but I never even like checked in what it would cost or anything. It was just, oh, I can't afford it. I'm not making enough money.
0: Yeah. Coaching is for rich therapists, right? Other people, not. Yeah.
1: And it was a plunge when I signed up for July in terms of, I was excited and I was all in, but I was still scared. Yeah. So the business was puttering for sure. It was, I was like at the bottom of the mountain, just wandering around in circles, occasionally finding people I could help.
0: Okay. So what would your schedule look like? Just to give us kind of more of like a clear picture. Were you seeing like two or three people a week? Were you seeing probably? a week?
1: I can actually, I'm going to go into my scheduling system and go back that far and see, but I think it could be, one person a week, or it could be seven people a week, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna look at that week, okay, actually, all right, you know what i, I came back from s e s and I think it's kind of surged so the week that of raise your rates, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine appointments. Somebody was coming twice, so that was actually pretty good. That was June of last year, but you go earlier than that, so anywhere. Six ish. We're just going to say six was an average ish. One here, I'm looking at another week that's three. So it was very up and down.
0: Very up and down. Okay. How were you thinking about yourself as a business owner at that time? Like, were you taking yourself serious? Were you wanting to be busier or were you just wanting to feel better about your business? What do you think you were thinking back then?
1: I wanted to be busier. I was thinking, what the hell is wrong with me that I'm not busier? And I was mad at other people for not taking my business seriously. Like I see now that doesn't make any sense. So I wanted to take it seriously. I didn't know how. It was all this BS was in the way of
0: it. Okay. So you went through Raise Your Rate Bootcamp. And I think at the time when you went through that, you could enroll in my next round of coaching, which you decided to do. And you got, I think like four, or maybe it was like eight extra weeks before we even started something like that. Cause I think that was the beginning of June and we didn't start coaching until maybe mid to end of July. Yes. So what did you do with that time? Like, did you start going through the course? What did you put into action right away? I did start going through the course. I don't know if
1: I put anything into action. I feel like I put it into absorption, but I remember going through like the belief triad videos. And I remember working through that and just the belief in, in myself and you know, hitting a lot of walls as well as in clients. I listened to a lot of the previous call um, replays. hmm But I'll be honest, Heather, I don't remember if I put anything into action. I think I still thought about it versus actually taking action. I was considering, like, hey, I knew I needed to raise my rates, but I didn't get up. I was too scared to.
0: Okay. Well, I think that this is so good. And I want to just normalize how rate changes can be terrifying to everybody. And there's a process to it. When you went through Raise Your Rate Bootcamp, did it start to get you thinking like, this is possible for me? Like I can see myself raising my rate eventually. Like, I think I even say in raise your rate bootcamp, like you don't have to raise your rate, right? Like, I'm not going to make you do anything. And there isn't a magical, like, this is the rate you should pick. So just pick this one. Like you have to come up with that on your own. Did any of that kind of calm you down or make you feel like, okay, this is possible for me? Yeah, interesting. You asked that, so it actually calmed me down tremendously when
1: you said you don't have to raise your rates during this. And I was like, whew, It took the pressure off because we all come at it at different points. And I was yeah. like super scared. And some people, and I just watched it happen. They're like, "Make sense, make sense, boom, and go." And I was in a different place. I remember when you had us figure out our numbers and figure out what our rate would be based on facts and. I kept going. It was way too low. And then I realized I need to add an expenses. Anyways, I came up with like one twenty an hour or session, an hour session. And I died. You said, good. Now that's your lowest rate. And I died. I was like, I cannot possibly charge more than that in my mind. Yeah. And I charge more than that now. Yeah, no, I knew I needed the coaching. I knew that I would. I'm like, okay, I can see it kind of, but I am not here on the inside in terms of this is the rate. This is what makes sense. And I can put it out there. And I just knew I'm like coaching is it.
0: I'm going to work through this stuff, do one round and I'll be great. Yeah. So let's speak to that a little bit because you didn't do just one round. How many rounds have you done? This is the third round. You're in the third round. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts about
1: that? I'm really fucking glad I did it. Really, really glad. Well, I like that answer. <laughs> so at first... At first I was like, back in the day, I was like, what's wrong with me that I think I need to do coaching again a little bit. But when it was time, so that was the July was the first group. And when you were starting November and I was like, I'm totally re-upping. I just knew I'm like, I, it wasn't so much. I don't feel ready. It was maybe it was, I want more of this where I started in July. I was much more stuck. I felt like I can't do anything at the end of that round things were starting to shift. That first round of coaching was really painful for me, actually. And I didn't expect that, but I'm, I'm fine with it. That was part of my process. Looking at the, the thoughts that were behind what kept me stuck, and a lot of it was really negative and stuff that was harder to face. And the cool thing about then, when it came time for the third round, you did early enrollment when I was at the Delaware Seminar Series. And I was like, oh, should I enroll now? I don't know. And I realized a little bit, I took the pressure off myself. Maybe you and I chatted or talked or something. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to early enroll. I can enroll during regular enrollment. And it was it was a little bit like a sense of greediness, like, oh, I've got to do it now and then get whatever bonuses versus I was like 100%. And I still was thinking, I'm not sure what I'll, what we'll do, but that's right. We had like a 20-minute call and I talked to you about it. And I don't remember exactly what you said, but things just clicked. And it was more like, yes, the possibilities. And I knew I'm like, oh, this is so much self-development for me. And so many amazing possibilities. It was like in an instant and I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. So it's like so many things. Coaching is not for people that need it. It's for people that want it. And that was very much a want. And yes, we all need it, but it was just yes, this is what I want. And this is what I'm doing. Like, okay, this is my decision. This is what I'm doing right now. I love multiple rounds of coaching. I'm really glad I did it. And I don't have a negative view of it. Like I may have at first that I didn't get it all in the first round.
0: Yeah. I think that that's totally normal too. I think, and I'm have the same human brain, like where I sign on to something. And I remember thinking about this when I took MFR seminars for the first time. And then they were offering repeats at half price. And I was like, who repeats this stuff? Like what is wrong with people? Right. And now I've taken fascial pelvis. Like I'm coming to Virginia to take it. And it'll be like my seventh time be my eighth time. Like I've lost track. So there's nothing wrong with repeating things or with staying with something that, you know, is working. You just see it differently. You absorb the information differently and also in regards to coaching yeah your first round might be total hell like i know you've left me a review before that like the title of it is the hell was worth it and i freaking love that so much because i love your journey through like it was like through the fire right like you were really working with your internal dialogue and how you talk to yourself on a daily basis that just seemed factual And it was really keeping you stuck from seeing your full potential and keeping you from helping people. And so while, yep, your rate and your policies and some of that stuff is wrapped up in that, it's that internal work that we do in coaching that helps us externally show up as the therapist we need to be to attract the clients in to see us. It was really fun to see that Transformation. And I want to be able to see that for everybody. And yep, you can go through one round of coaching and really get what you need and be fine. But like, what happens when you stick with it and you do coaching for three or four or five rounds? And what is the result of that? And how easy is your business? And how much more earning potential do you have? Because everything is kind of foundationally built for you. So no matter what comes up in your business, you know how to handle it, you know how you want to experience it, and you just experience your business instead of dread your business or have anxiety about everything, every client interaction, phone call, complaint, little micro detail, like all those things that can set you off and create the outcome of not enjoying your business because it becomes overwhelming. So I think it's been fun to watch this transformation. And I also want to normalize too that I think it just is so normal to think you've failed or something's gone wrong. If you feel like you need to repeat or you need to come back for another round. But I like what you said about coaching being something not necessarily that you need, but that you want. You might come in the beginning thinking that you need it, but I hope that there's a transformation for everyone where they decide that it's what they want. And when you come as a student who wants the thing, you're going to show up wanting it, hungry for the information, like, consuming the content but not in a way to buffer to not feel or to not grow your business or to avoid taking the steps that it takes to be seen but applying it and really taking the coaching to heart to make changes and there's a, definitely a difference in the student that comes with how greed and like just tell me how to do it heather and the student that's like i'm here to learn everything and to to do what you coach me on and come back and ask questions and then evaluate and do it again over and over and over again, as many times as it takes. So it's really been a fun journey to watch you.
1: Yeah. You described everything about my process. So that's the whole
0: podcast interview. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, <keep listening.
1: laughs> so it is very true. What you described for me, for my journey is, was so much about The internal work that I needed to do. And I'm not afraid of internal work. I have done it before in many different types of settings. I didn't realize it would be so much internal work with this. This was the most productive internal work that I've done. This was not like contemplating my navel or spinning or anything. Mm -hmm. And I really did move from being stuck in fear and inaction and like low self esteem about myself as an MFR therapist. Maybe I had little pieces that was like, I know I'm a good MFR therapist, blah, 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 to being able to, I just at some point, and it was some point around December that I could really step into the ownership of, I am an MFR therapist. That is who I am. That is what I have to offer the world. And you're right, where I was before, it kept me from helping people. I was more afraid to book a client the same day who turned out to be like my wonderful little neighbor versus how can I help? How can I put what I have to offer out into the world? And then that helped me to see like, oh, the money is a result of that. And so I wasn't there anymore. Like I don't have enough money. It was like, okay, I am here to be solid in who I am. How can I be the full expression of myself? So when I went to the three Delaware seminar series, there was a coaching session right before that, that you coached me one-on-one that was really helpful. And I describe it as like verbal MFR and it started something. And then advanced unwinding was amazing. The whole seminar series was, and there was, I can think of key therapists there that I work with that told me things that were, I needed to hear. And one person, I will love her forever. So for saying this, she said to me, you belong in this room. Mm-hmm. We weren't talking. I mean, it was just like divine guidance for her. And I was like, I heard that. What I
0: realized, I've just been able to be in the I am more. So good and so beautiful, I think, too, to watch. So this is not an uncommon experience for people to be therapists, to be in coaching and to be going to seminars. Many people go to skill enhancement, multiple seminars and T4T tea tea while in the coaching container. And some people might think that's wild. Like, how can anyone afford to be spending that much money or taking that much time off work? To do all these things at the same time. And the reason why is because you do end up setting a rate, which creates the ability for you to create a lot more money financially coming in. It's just math, right? And I think therapists start to see the value of how, when you walk the walk, when you take care of yourself, it starts to put out this rainbow energetic BO into the world that just attracts clients to you. So ultimately you're busier than ever. You can take more time off because you can afford to do it. And then you can go to these things and the transformation of therapists that are regularly going to seminars, regularly getting treated, going to t for t or even just scheduling that t for t the act of being able to do that is transformational. Just like when you pay for coaching, I feel like the first time you do that. And then the first time you pay in full to do that, like are very transformational moments So that's the other thing too. It's like watching all of you guys come in one way, like insecure, unsure, things are like a little frantic to all of a sudden, like the steadiness that you guys have in your bodies, in your personal life, in your businesses that can handle anything else that comes up because of the great care that you're giving yourselves and how you show up for yourselves in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. How does that land? Oh, no, it totally
1: lands. Yeah, very true. And what it made me think about when you mentioned T4T and SES and regular treatment and all that. So in a week, I go for two weeks of T4T. I bought them at the Delaware Seminar Series. I was nervous to spend all the money. And then I was like, this is a choice. I'm investing and I need it. Like my body needs it. And after the Delaware Seminar Series in December, I also got sick and couldn't see clients for a while. But I've had... And now I'm dealing with like this uh, nerve issue since uh, for about two months now, I think. Mm-hmm. And the nerve issue meant that I had to cut back on how many clients I was seeing. So I capped my appointments at two a day and
0: I've gotten weekly MFR since last June and I've done more if possible. I love that. So since you started coaching, you started to get weekly MFR. It was before. Yeah. A little bit before, but absolutely. Yes. Okay. At the same time then. That's so cool. Yes. Yes.
1: And what I r- realized is a lot of times illness and injury is part of a change process within us. And I think that's kind of where I am now. Like I fully believe the MFR I'm getting now has been amazing in my body changing. And then it's just going to be exponentially amazing when combined with the two weeks of t for t And I've never had nerve pain before and I've had clients with nerve pain and I'm like, oh, okay. I get it now. I get it. And this way of seeing my clients and when they're coming to us in pain and it is some sort of change process for them. It's kind of amazing to be on that journey with them. And what a gift to, what a gift. I mean, where else are they going to get this treatment? No, it's only from an MFR therapist and the gift of the treatment and what's possible when I can be in that frame of mind, it's not so scary to put myself out there because the strong belief in like, this is so healing and so amazing. And I can be on this journey with someone. And that has also taken a lot of like the fear of putting myself out there
0: away Uh, from it. That's so good. But regular treatment is super important. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your nerve pain in your shoulder and what that's been like for you. And like, maybe some of the thoughts, like, how do you think you'd be experiencing this if you weren't in the coaching container? I think I might've given up.
1: Or I might've felt like um, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I can't see clients. It would have just been like that giant, I can't would have still been in front of me. And I would have possibly let it stop me because I considered that it started as tingling and it got worse and worse. And it was so strong. Like I have clients to see, I don't want to stop seeing clients. I can cap my appointments, but I'm not stopping unless I absolutely have to. But I would have given up much, easier or let it mean that I wasn't supposed to do this for some reason or I'm not capable.
0: Yeah, because you have that story, like things don't work out for you, or there's always something in the way. Yes. Definitely have that story. Yes. Yeah. So with having the nerve pain and having the shoulder issue and and capping appointments, what is that like for you in your business? And how are you weathering that financially? Okay. So
1: daily, what it's like is some days it's like, I can just do two appointments and then I just, I have to rest and maybe do what I need to do for like my personal life family. And it's still very fulfilling though, to be treating because when I treat, I think I told you this before, it's the one place that I feel Zen, like everywhere else I feel kind of, you know, I can be prone to anger or whatever, but I I don't think I have anger come up when I treat, I have like awkwardness maybe, but I love the space of treating. Yeah. So that's been really good to be able to continue to do something. Well, I love even while in pain. And sometimes the pain's not there. Sometimes it is because I actually wasn't charging a hundred dollars an hour anymore and treating them for 90 minutes while charging a hundred because I had raised my rates and had really focused on talking to my clients, educating them what's possible in the need for consistent treatment. So I have more clients, they're buying packages and they're booking out. So financially, even going down to just two a day, I'm above my break even. And even this month where I only, this is March, where I just have two weeks of working. And a lot of the appointments are packages that were paid for like in February or something. I'll still bring in like enough to cover just the basic expenses. Like it's not any extra, but that's okay. Cause January and February, so we're so good. If I was at my previous rate, it would have been not so good.
0: Yeah. So do you feel like relaxed going into this T4T, like relaxed financially, knowing that you have two weeks off and that you've had to kind of cut your schedule down because you're breaking even at least.
1: Overall, I do, I even took the Monday off after tea for tea, and I just looked at my schedule, and at the moment, I'm like, "Oh, I took Monday off, and I'm still I have eight appointments scheduled for the other days. like I feel pretty good financially. I have a little voice that is like, "Leslie, you don't have not making that much money for March, mm-hmm. but I have a stronger voice that's like April is going to be great. I'm going to be able to increase the appointments like if one week is eight, then you know a couple of weeks, and then add,
0: yeah, it will all average out." Also, I think too, like you're going to be getting some resolution to what you have going on with your shoulder and the nerve pain, right? Like something is going to happen with that, likely a healing crisis, right? Like you're going to fully go into it with the support of the people at T4T and you're going to have more resolution. And I think more awareness about like, is this an injury or is this just something that needs to be witnessed and taken into the light, like brought out? witnessed and then processed through, right? Or do I need to have other testing? done? Like you're going to know so much more by getting this work and going through the process than waiting. I think like when we're waiting for t for t waiting to go to a seminar, a lot of our symptoms can get stirred up and even exacerbated. It's so weird how that happens. Yes. I agree. And
1: that happened to me. I did at tea for T4T tea in January of 22. And I actually was worse when I left, but three weeks later was better. Yeah. And now I realize what I was trying to say. A small part of me is like, well, you don't have that much, as much money coming in for March, but a bigger part of me is for weeks has been thinking, you know, you're going to t for t to prepare because once April hits, they're coming. I mean, they are already are coming and fully booked and i was telling my husband that i'm like you don't understand this is just the beginning me you know fully booked at two a day right now it's a feeling it's not like an idea but it's a feeling like it, this is all part of me being fully mm-hmm. pre- not prepared capable like physically
0: yeah i think too it's like if you go back to that first thing you did in group coaching which was the belief triad in those lessons and how i teach you guys You need to believe ahead of time before you get the result that you want, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, you're finally fully in belief that it's happening. Everything is working out for you and that clients are coming, even in the midst of like having your own personal pain and and injuries and physical stuff you're going through, which is a real thing for a lot of therapists. Like we all go through our own stuff. We're human bodies too, right? So human beings, not human doings. Yeah, (laughs) I think we can get really caught up in the human doing part of things and think that, you know, we're somehow exempt from having physical issues and ailments and pain in our own bodies. We just aren't exempt from it. It's coming.
1: Yes. And that belief ahead of time. That's absolutely it. And it's, that's been a more recent conscious realization. I know you've talked about it over and over, but being able to believe ahead of time, that means I am, I am that whatever it is I'm believing in. So if I'm like, oh, I wish that I was a successful myofascial release therapist, but whatever I can't, can't is there. And I might wish it,
0: then I'm in the, I can't. Yeah, you're still separated from the actual like plausibility of being it, right? When you're wishing for it, hoping it works out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like a little shift in how you think about something. Like I am fully booked or I can be fully booked are two different things they both sound good. Yes. And I feel that I am fully
1: booked and I feel also like just ease into it.
0: You're going to know, you're going to know when you get back, like where you're at. And oh, I also want you to remember, like when you get back from T4T, that's just the beginning, right? Like you came home from your last one and you were like, that, I was like worse before I was better. Yeah. That's how MFR works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing's gone wrong. And I think by putting yourself in positions where you can go through a healing crisis, where you can get like a ton of treatment at once and like really go through the hell of that, right? you are a better therapist because you can only take your clients as far as you're willing to go. So if you're not willing to walk through that fire, why would you ever expect someone to pay you to help them walk through that fire? Like you're not going to be able to empathize with them or even like understand the process, but now you can at this next level. Right.
1: In the willingness, and I am willing to go as far as I can go, but it's not an overnight thing for sure. It's kind of taken its own process. I remember early in seminars during group unwindings and stuff, and like my body couldn't move or wouldn't move. And yeah, it takes what it takes, the keeping at it, I guess. That process you described, coaching can be like that also. It can get worse before you get better. So Mm -hmm. I think like if someone like myself, if they need to clear out a bunch of negative thoughts and limiting behaviors based on the thinking and stuff like I had to get right with that so I could build then yeah for me it it got uncomfortable and worse before it got better but then the better is like way better than I ever could imagined better than therapy better
0: (laughs) yeah well it's and it's fast it can be really fast it can feel like it's like taking a long time but it's actually really fast like we're doing this in 90-day increments and the changes you know, like it hasn't even been a year since we've worked together. Yeah. And the changes from where you were in July to where you are now in March, people will hear this episode in April. Like it's totally different.
1: It's totally different. Yeah. I'm a different person. Absolutely. I mean, like my family notices it, but maybe other people do too. I um, work with students at a massage school when they do the clinics,
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: all in an open room and and I supervise them and I love them. I love doing it just like four hours, once a week. It's changed me in that role as well too. I am much more like I'm the person in charge here versus, I don't know, is that okay? It's to life and everything. And even just, is um, a good example. So first round of coaching, I talked to Derek, my husband, about it. And I think he was supportive. I don't remember. The second round, I told him I was going to do coaching again. In the third round, I didn't even tell him. And then he waits and he's like, you still coaching. I'm like, oh yeah, I signed up for another round. So like at first I needed approval, Yeah. but I don't, moving away from needing the approval to let me tell you what's going on to not being scared to tell someone, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what's going on. That's
0: coaching. Yeah. Or it doesn't even occur to you that you mention it, right? Uh-huh. It's like, just becomes a natural thing that you decide to do. And this is what I'm doing. Oh yeah. This is what I'm doing. You know, every Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be busy with Heather. Yeah. I mean, it's a big commitment to do coaching, especially like for that long. Cause it's twice a week. Yeah. And you don't have to come to every call, but I like though, I feel like you're on every call. I don't know if you're or not, Is you know, like I'm not checking in, but You, even in that time where things were hard during that first round, and I think partially through the second round too, but you had changed, like your experience had changed. I could tell the shift. You still showed up and you got coaching, even when it was really difficult for you to be there, even when you were really miserable. And I want you to take some credit for that and to just Just to know, like, your experience could have been totally different. You could have been like, This is too much. I've wasted my money. I'm never going to get through this. Right. Like, everything Heather says is bullshit. There's the option for that. And then there's the option for what you did, which was go through the experience as it was, not make it mean anything's gone wrong, keep showing up for yourself, keep getting coached. Some people would just quit coming, or they would just be like, It's just too much. It's too miserable for me. And you never did that. You just kept showing up. You kept raising your hand, even when you didn't know what you wanted to get coached on. Yeah, it was hard sometimes
1: too. I remember feeling early on in the first round, like I felt really bad or shameful about something. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed to share this in front of people, but I knew I need to put it out there. If I had given up, I would have lost out on so much. And when I would share it, when I was feeling despair, I would feel better after coaching with you because the support you're so supportive. So for me, it was absolutely, I can lay myself bare and the support is there and it's okay.
0: Yeah. And I think you hear other people are like, Yes, I'm having this issue or I had this issue six months ago and this could be the outcome for you, right? Like people are supportive, but it's not a let's commiserate about our situation, right? There's no commiserating. There's no consoling either really in coaching. It's more like, yep, we see you, we witnessed that. And like, we know that this is possible for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very much like in my first session. Yeah, Yeah, no, the group, I love the group environment. I never did one-on-one coaching with you. I'm sure it would have been good, but I do. I was too scared. I was in my super scared face, but I... I love the group just hearing other people's coaching and then having the replays and being able to listen. So, like if I'm walking the dog or driving or something, I'll listen. And it's incredibly valuable and just seeing where other people are along the journey as well. And also, even my own feelings that might come up about it. Like, so some people charge like way more than I charge and are super successful. And old me, was much more judgmental about like rates people charge and had more of the thinking of it should be affordable for everyone, that type of thing. And so there's an opportunity to kind of look at myself and because what I think, what we think about others is also what we think about ourselves in a way. Yeah. It's just different personalities, people coming at it from different places. It's really valuable. It's, it's a good challenge. It's a very healthy environment in its, safe, but not in a safe, like we have to have safe words environment, but it's just safe to be who you are environment. Yeah. And your shit will come up, but you can
0: absolutely work through your shit in that container. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it helps everybody else when you are going through your shit and you bring it up in the container, right? Yes. Which I'm super proud of every group I've, I've had, And it's so interesting too. Like we've got a lot of repeaters, but then we have new people and like the energy of the group is different every time, but also incredible every time. So we're not dependent on everybody staying in it. It's going to be great no matter what. I think that July group that you came into was almost all new people with just like a couple of repeaters. Oh, wow. People that had privately coached with me that were coming for group coaching for the first time. So it's interesting now to see three groups later, now it's like six new people and the rest are all repeating or whatever. And like the experience or how helpful that is for the new people coming through, getting to see what's possible for them on the other side or through a couple rounds of coaching, like what's right here available. Yeah, And then also I think there will be a time where there'll be a turnover and it will be a lot of new people again and it will also be okay. Like the energy of the group is always gonna be great mostly because it's MFR therapists. Like you can't go wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it works really well. It really does. That container, I don't even have the words quite for it, but it does. There's something really special about it. In my experience also was each one was different. And yes, I'm on every call unless I can't be on it. So just a commitment to show up and be there. And I haven't gotten much coaching lately. And I've been thinking, well, I want coaching. And they go, but I'm not sure what I want coaching on and that's absolutely fine. It's so nice to have it regularly too, like twice a week to be in this thought process of what kind of amazingness is possible. Oh, well, what's my part? Well, How can I get clean in my mind about how I think about something? This thought is creating this feeling and I cannot stand this feeling. So, okay, you know, what different thought can replace that. But it's not like self blame or judging or you did it wrong. Yeah, really. It's like a high bar. But it's also like, look at where you're already successful. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. good.
0: And I think too, when we start with coaching, everybody's go to is like, how do I get away from this feeling? How do I skirt around this feeling that I really don't like? And I'm constantly like, there's no good or bad feelings. It's like your tolerance to just experience the feeling without doing the thing that it would normally make you do or the action you would normally take from that feeling. And that's where you start to have your experience of your life is different because no matter what feeling is in your body, you don't have to go and just constantly be reacting. You can start to respond on purpose and experience things how you want to experience them. So when your client calls you and they late cancel or they have thoughts about your price, like you don't have to agree with them, right? And it doesn't have to make you feel anything. You get to choose. Mm-hmm. I think that's really empowering and that's that's kind of what drew me into coaching was like how much power I had over my life when I was in control over my emotions and not even in control over them, just willing to experience and be really radically responsible for how I showed up when I was having certain emotions. Yes. It's life-changing.
1: It is life-changing. It is revolutionary. And there are feelings we have that are so flippant, uncomfortable. It's really hard to face them. And I think I face some of them basically like on a coaching call, just being coached one-on-one, that's very supportive that way. But you're right in the old me was in trying to avoid certain feelings would then go into like, panic mode and I have to do this or I can't do this. And then I, you know, get stuck in freeze mode or something Yeah. and feeling of lack. I had a client short notice cancel in the past week or two. They were sick and we don't want to spread illness, but it was the first time that someone canceled. And I was like, okay, I'll see you next time. But I didn't feel any lack that they canceled and they weren't on the package. They would have paid me if they had come in, but I didn't feel like crap. I'm losing out on that $150. Not at all. Because I was in a place where I feel like I have mm-hmm. abundance.
0: And you're not dependent on your clients doing or saying something for you to feel a certain way, either way, bad or good. Everyday job.
1: But that is the key. Yes. Not being dependent on my clients to behave a certain way, to feel a certain way, think a certain way. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. And I, I was good if they thought I was good. I was good if they rebooked. That's how it used to be.
0: Yeah, and when your self-esteem is not dependent on what your clients do or say, like the experience of your life and your business is totally different. Yes. And that I think is one of those magical powers you get from coaching is finding a way to at least be neutral about what clients say or do when they come in and they say they have no results, when they complain about it not being fast enough or, you know, humans make comments and clients I think are just running at the mouth as normal humans are like, they think they can just say whatever. And we are still humans as a therapist, but to be able to like, let the clients say whatever, and that just becomes our circumstance. And like being able to do a model about it later on and not have that play over and over and over again. So you're waking up at three in the morning and they're like, Sally said, my rate was too high, or it should be less because I have less experience or whatever. Like it just flows through you. Instead of sticking to you. And then when you're not spending time or energy trying to solve for the words that your client said to you, you're doing everything else in your life, right? Like you're helping yeah. other people, you're experiencing your son and your husband, and you're just on to the next thing and you're not stuck in these little micro areas of crap that keep you bogged down and keep you from living your life.
1: Yes that is so true. And it may come up in the moment that it's because it's a a daily or a weekly thing. It may come up at the moment. Like this is really awkward or man, I don't know. I'm feeling some kind of way about that, but the tools to be able to process it, whether it starts right then or whether it starts later, putting it in the model, it's invaluable. And that is really true that once I step out of the treatment room and go back to life, if the thought is there or something's nagging at me, okay, I can work through this, but no, I'm not waking up at 3 a.m. And I don't have to think about it for days on end. But yeah, that ability, like you said, of letting things wash through you. Cause sometimes I do have like of an anger flare, you know, internally, like, why would they say that? I should do this. And sometimes it's like, oh, I don't even need to respond. And it can just pass
0: on along. Yeah. Or you can decide like something happens, like a circumstance is there you can have the thought, I can do whatever I want about this, right? And then you can feel empowered and you can take action that maybe you would have been afraid to take in the past. Mm-hmm. Like maybe now is the time you stand in your power and you say, no, you are getting charged for that appointment or you have policies and procedures in place. So you just like know what you're going to do based yeah. on whatever is happening, which is also super helpful. So let's talk a little bit about your numbers. Do you have okay. numbers? I do have numbers. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about what your, maybe like the first six months of 2022 was like, and then the second half of 2022, because we would have been coaching for all of that.
1: Okay. So the first half of 2022, I made $12,630. The second half, I made $17,200. That was a December where I virtually, it couldn't work.
0: Okay. Okay. Do you have, also have the numbers of like how many clients created the $12,000 and how many clients created the 17,000?
1: Okay. So I'm going to give you service hours because while i on my website now only offer hour appointments, yep. at that time I would do hours, an hour and a half. So January to June was 143 hours and July to December was actually more hours, 154 hours. Okay. I didn't raise my rates for new clients until well for new clients i raised them like in august yep i didn't start really having a lot of new clients showing up until december and i did not raise rates for existing clients fully until december i raised it a little bit and then i everyone's on the same rate which is 150 an hour as of january okay so i've seen people in
0: groups implement things much faster like i need to be really clear about that it took me yeah. a long time I mean, but like, still, if we really talk about how much time it's been, right, hasn't been that much time. Like, so even if it took you from July to December, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes people raise their rate $5 a year or $5 every couple of years. And like over a 25 year span are barely charging over a hundred dollars. And they're like, why am I never making any money? So you went from, what was your rate in, June, when we met? $100 an hour. $100 an hour. Yeah. Okay. And you were doing 90 minute sessions and hour sessions. Correct. And 90 minutes were 150. I didn't discount anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you raised your rate $50. You yeah. got rid of 90 minute sessions. Correct. And what did you make from January till now? Okay. So January to now is 14340 Okay. So January, February and half of March and half of March, 14,340. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. January, February. So that's two and a half months. You made almost two and a half thousand dollars more than you made in the first six months of last year.
1: Yeah. If I look at January and February of last year, I'll just put all of March in there. Yeah. I made $5,000. So yeah, yeah, very different now. Very, very different. It's
0: really cool to compare that. What do you think seeing that the difference, like you've basically tripled your income compared to last year?
1: It just feels really solid. It doesn't feel like a fluke. It feels like this is solid. And it just kind of feels like this is what I do now.
0: And this is even like, you've had weeks where you've seen two people a day. Because of yeah. your shoulder pain. Too. At least a month. I could
1: go back and look at it. But yeah, it's with having to limit the appointments. And that's actually amazing. Yeah. It's so important that I could go down to essentially half time and still survive.
0: And you're not just surviving, right? Do you still feel like you're thriving? I feel like I'm thriving. Yeah. The pain makes it hard sometimes, but I feel yeah. like I'm thriving. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's get it straight. Like, Leslie's in an incredible amount of nerve pain right now with her shoulder. Like, it's very much a thing. And she's still tripled her income working minimal hours, right? Like, it's really something to celebrate. Like, what does it feel like in your body just knowing that you've done that? The word that comes to mind is just
1: solid and calm. It's just centered, grounded. That's it. Like, what John says, the most important thing is just centered and grounded there. But I feel centered and grounded. And I feel like I have built this foundation and we're on the climb and I have all, you know, I have a full pack. I have what I need
0: for the climb. It just steady too. Yeah. I am so interested in what your results are going to be at the end of the year. Like after you get through this, when you're kind of recovered from your shoulder pain and you just continue to go, I think You have everything really set up foundationally wise. Like you basically just have to show up to work, take care of yourself, get treated and continue to work on your belief in yourself, your belief in MFR and your belief in your clients, getting the results that you offer to them. And you're not going to go wrong. It's really obvious what to do. Like do our thought work. We show up, we get treated because you've done all of this work on the front end for your business. Now you just get to start to create more and more income and all of the next level things that happen when you're fully booked and the mind drama that comes with that. Agree completely.
1: Absolutely agree. And I can think of a couple of things like, but this, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll get coached on them, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. It does feel like that in many ways and not perfection, but now I can see, okay you need to address this. You're reluctant to do X, Y, Z. So
0: yeah. You know,
1: address this. Well before I was just like, Oh, what's happening. I don't understand what's happening. Why can't I do this?
0: Yeah. It's interesting. It's so I would say too, like maybe in the beginning, it was much more like frantic, undirected, confused, overwhelmed energy. And now like you're in that steady and consistent and just stable energy. And Business isn't linear. So you will probably go, you will oscillate between the two things, right? Like uh-huh. it's the same thing as MFR. Healing isn't linear. Business isn't linear. You're going to have ups and downs along the way. And I think a lot of times people think, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to raise my rate, and that's going to fix all my problems in my business. And raising your rate just ends up being like one of the foundational things. And I also love in your story that you didn't do it until you were really ready to do it that's the truth. Yeah. But you did all this other work cleaning up the way you thought about yourself, the way you thought about your clients, the way you thought about yourself as a therapist, like all these things needed to be tended to first. So then you're not having a lot of drama about your rate increase too. Do you see that? It's like you dealt with it all the way up until the point where you were ready. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that now. And I remember at some point I got to
1: it where the thought that I actually think it's like a great rate and it's 150 for a session and they can buy a package of six and save hundred dollars. That's like an amazing value. If I start to doubt it, I just stop and think for a minute, like where else are they going to get this work? other than in myofascial release, where else is someone going to have their hand on the sternum for 20 minutes and they feel amazing releases throughout their whole body and things are freed up. Yeah. But I did go from like, oh, scared about it to, and that's too much, even though if other people charge it, I'm like, well, they can do it. Sure. No problem to, oh, wow. It's a beyond, it's a fair exchange, but like they're getting a deep.
0: We really learn the value of what it is that you do, the results that your clients get. And I think too, you were able to separate your own personal value from the value of MFR. Oh, absolutely. The rate, right. And like, we have to like, take that apart and deconstruct our, the way we're raised, the way we're just in society, thinking about our own personal value and like charging our value and, yeah. And just on- coupling that conscious uncoupling of your personal value being related to what you charge for MFR in any sort of way. It's just not related. Yeah, absolutely. it's the value of the results. Yeah. And how I get to the results is
1: I put myself all out there. I am fully myself. I have managed to attract really interesting people for clients. I think MFR does attract interesting people. I adore my clients and then just doing everything I can to stay centered and grounded, or I should say to be centered and grounded. And then there's times where I feel like I start thinking too much and it's like, just, okay, bring it back, trust in the process yep. and just being present.
0: And being you, like you yeah. realize too, like how much more you like just allow yourself to be you now too.
1: Yeah. That's been the whole work of coaching. That's it in a nutshell is being me.
0: Yeah. And it's like safe to be you.
1: Yeah. And it's more fun and it's exhausting to try to be what I think someone thinks I should be or to yeah. get like, what's the right, you know, like all torqued in my head. And even just like that time I was talking to you about how I felt awkward a lot of times and you were like, well, that's just okay. Well, that's not exactly. Yeah, right. I'm like, what if you just get to be
0: awkward? And I'm like,
1: oh, well, yeah. And I could, and it's like, okay, I saw that person I felt awkward with again. And it wasn't even a thing anymore.
0: Yeah. I noticed for my own self, like, I think I'm kind of an awkward person too. And when I start to think about how awkward I am, like I just become more awkward instead of just like loving myself through that or just being like, okay, you're really hyper aware of everything you're doing right now. Like, what is the benefit of that? Yeah. And it usually comes down to like some sort of fear of being fully seen or doing it right or someone not liking me. And then I end up not liking myself because I'm being a weirdo to myself. Yes, (laughs) Yeah, we have to be easy. And when we're thinking about it so much, it's just like, okay, taking a step back and kind of releasing it, letting it go. What would you say would be the most surprising thing you learned in coaching?
1: Oh, that I could earn big money. Mm. I didn't come from a place of wanting to earn big money. And I came from a place of more like starting healer, you know, for years thinking it just needs to be affordable for people. And I really recognize now that I can't take care of others until I take care of myself. And part of taking care of myself is doing all the work so I can be me and put this out into the world. And that creates a huge value. Mm -hmm. And that's, and then the money return is a result of that value, but it's also, Financially taking care of myself, it won't work for me if I'm not charging people enough. I'll start to feel resentful. Yeah, but you know, just being able to take the risk of okay, this is what it needs to be. And I even wondered like, well, is that the right amount? But like, it just doesn't matter. It Doesn't
0: need to be perfect. You, I have to do it, and I can always reevaluate later. Yeah, that's the good thing, right? It's like when you pick your rate based on facts and what you want to make and the hours you want to work. Right? There's a whole formula. It's just math. And the rest of it is just our own drama.
1: Yeah, I think I thought before I couldn't make that much money because it was like, oh, well, I can't see that many people in a week. My body hurts. You know, my hands are going numb. This is prior to the nerve pain, you know. But now it's like, wait a minute, I can do this differently.
0: Yeah. And you don't have to work harder to make the money. I think that's also the disconnect people think And I thought this too, when I first told my first coach how much money I wanted to make and I was like a hundred thousand dollars, I turned beet red, like sweat was pouring down. I can just remember it like it was yesterday because I thought it was impossible. And I also thought I was going to have to work a lot harder and I just was already exhausted. So how would I work harder?
1: Yeah. That's a daily thing for me, I think. Cause often I do tend to still think I have to see more clients to make more money, you know, like 20 a week or something.
0: Yeah. I think you just need to remind yourself, like I'm already making way more money than I was and remind yourself that you were okay. Then when you weren't making the money. Yeah. I think we have to take a minute to like settle into what we've created and really let it become part of our fabric because it's easier to just latch onto those feelings of like insufficiency and inadequacy and make that our story when it's not anymore. Maybe that was our story for a while, but we turned the page. We rewrote the chapter. We wrote a new chapter.
1: Mm-hmm. We can come from a place of strength now. I mean, if you, if, if someone is in coaching and if one puts the work into it, you do come from a place of just strength, which is so different than any type of place of desperation up in there or feeling graspy up in there or feeling lack. Like I can think it's the being able to feel steady, solid, and in abundance, but also the mastery. Like owning is for me, it's the owning, I have a gift to share with the world. I'm an MFR therapist, you know, just that if you think of the extent that John would have had to fucking own what he was putting out there to put it out there, develop classes, you know, versus learning it from someone
0: Yeah. Being like, I created this. Do you guys want what I have? Like, it's so vulnerable. Yeah. So vulnerable. And we have the same vulnerability when we like say, Hey, I have this training. Do you want to come in and get this treatment with me? Yeah. Or when I open up my coaching program, I'm like, do you guys want coaching? Right. It can feel very raw and vulnerable. We just have to remember who we are. Like we picked this on purpose. And that's
1: the strength of coaching. And that part of that process is being able to be vulnerable. I can be vulnerable if I post something in the group. I can be vulnerable in real time in a Zoom room full of people. That's recorded, yep. I know, some of those, I'm like, shit, anybody in your future groups is gonna be able to see this. But talking about what brings me shame or or whatnot, but the vulnerability is the key. When you're an MFR patient, it's the key in group coaching as well, because there's such strength to that. But our society doesn't teach us that there's strength. I didn't learn that was strength, but that's where the strength is. Cause you're who you are. If you're vulnerable, like none of us are fortresses, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, there's a reason why like Instagram and Facebook make everybody feel so shitty because it's curated to look perfect. Right. Yeah. And like you come into our coaching program and it is not Instagrammable. No. <laughs> like uh. The replays are not Instagrammable, right? People would be like, what the hell? But it makes you feel better to see, to witness, to hold space for someone who's having a difficult time and you don't feel worse afterwards, you feel better. Right. That's so interesting because it's real.
1: It is real. People are honest. And then whatever process they're going through, maybe it happens all on the call. I think a lot of it happens after the call, Mm -hmm. but just the realness and the honesty and the holding people in like a high esteem or holding them in the light, if we want to go that way. Yeah. It is nurturing but it's not coddling
0: at all. It's nurturing and step up. (laughs) Yep. And I feel like for everyone who's gone before and had the courage to go first, like in those first coaching groups or whatever, so that you could see that when you were waiting to get into live coaching yeah. and how much value there is there. You've created that value for the next people to watch it and the next people to go through that and all of that stuff too, by being willing to be vulnerable and be coached there's so many good concepts that come up in
1: listening to the old coaching calls. So I do remember now before my first round started and listening and listening, it was like, Oh, I hadn't thought of it this way. Oh, that's a really positive way to think of it. Or, Oh, that's different. Or the concepts. And so, I mean, if we don't have a concept for something, how are we going to work towards it? And that's been really, really important also.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of the group coaching container. You've added a lot of value for years to come from everyone that will all get to experience your journey and everybody else's journey that's gone before. And I also just want to say, this episode is coming out as a special episode. It's coming out at the beginning of Raise Your Rate Bootcamp, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, and. I wanted to interview you for this specifically because of the journey that you've been on and because it started with Raise Your Rate Bootcamp and because Raise Your Rate Bootcamp is back today. And Uh it's also the start of the week where people can enroll in group coaching for April, 2023. What advice would you give to someone who's listening to this and they're scared to enroll in group coaching or they don't think they can afford it?
1: Definitely, I would say if this is what you want, go for it if it's what you want, that the voice is telling you that for a reason, go for it. And no, every time I enroll in group coaching, I don't think I could afford it. I don't know if I had the money for it, but I earned the money for it. And you'll make your money back. You absolutely will. You don't have to know anything. You just have to be willing to follow the steps. You just have to be willing to start where Heather suggests you start. And it's a step-building process. Everything will come But you're investing, you really are investing in yourself. I mean, I didn't see that at first in the first round. It was just like, I really want this. Okay, I'm gonna do it. That's what it costs. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I could only ever do one round. It never occurred to me early on, like to go for another round. But what is worth more than yourself and investing in yourself? I just know I really needed it to get to where I am. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't feel the way I feel today without coaching at all.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's so cool.
1: Thank you for all the really complimentary things you said about me. And I want to say thank you for having the ball to do this and do this business. And I know I've said this to you, like written it out before, but if you were not a life and business coach, cause it's not just business, it's definitely life for MFR therapists. There's nowhere else I can think that I could get this and the ripple effect, the exponential results are amazing. So because you had the balls to write a book and start a podcast and start coaching and then start group coaching. And then I had the balls to like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be part of this, even though I think I can't, but I'm still going to do it. I get to help more people today. And legitimately, it's the best thing ever. It's all I really want to do in a way. It is the work I want to do. And Some people would be here without the coaching. I personally wouldn't be here without the coaching right now, maybe takes down the road or something. But I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate every time I'm like, this is so whatever, I don't understand this. And when you bring in something that is, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Just another way to think of it or just willing to be there with us. And okay, let's look at or feel through this emotion. How does it feel in your body? Et cetera. And that makes real change. But I just thank you for doing this. Well, you're welcome. I want to be a life coach when I grow up. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It's super fun. Yeah. It's super fun. I appreciate everything that you said and I take it to heart. And I every time I think I was doing my own thought work this weekend and some of my thoughts that come up was like, who do I think I am? I'm getting to my next goal is really difficult and really painful. And like all these things that are coming up, right? And then I remember that like. My why behind doing this is because I was that MFR therapist that drove to work every day, super alone, not disenfranchised because I love the work and the work was enough to keep me going, but confused a lot of the time, unsure and lonely. And I just didn't know how to feel better in my business. And so when I figured it out from getting coach, from having other coaches, I wanted all MFR therapists to experience that community and that support and that ability to support themselves. Because like once you learn the tools that I teach you, you can keep doing it, right? Like I was coaching myself this weekend to feel better and all of a sudden I felt better. And it's it's interesting when you move through some of the thoughts you're having or when it feels really heavy or you're feeling really audacious, but not in a good way, like you're using your audacity against yourself, <laughs> how quickly you can see a result. From working through that. And I just happened to do all that thought work and then like check downloads of my podcast. And I try not to check vanity measurements like that very often, but I had a hundred downloads of the podcast on a Sunday, which never happens, usually like six. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. It was kind of like a fun result to see like I was stuck here. I went through this process, you know, then I like kind of got like an instant gratification, which always feels good. <laughs> Isn't always necessary, but it feels good. Uh huh. So I thank you for bringing that up. It's fun to do what I do. And I love knowing the ripple effect is out there. I'm not going to stop doing it, even when I have bad days or I feel confused or like everything is hard too. Yeah. Amazing things happen when we're willing to just go all in
1: mm-hmm. and helping people or whatever our passion is. I mean, as John says, MFR is love. And then coaching helped me. Get through all the blocks that stop me from being able to go all in, but it's pretty amazing. And yeah, I resonate with everything that you're saying there. Yeah,
0: well, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. So I'm yes. going to Fascial Pelvis in Virginia. Like by the time this airs, I think it's like the next week. I think it's two weeks after. Yeah. Weeks after. So I'm excited to meet all of the people in Richmond to go out to dinner with you guys. I'm looking forward to it too. Definitely. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Well, for everybody that's listening to us in real time, it's not too late to sign up for Raise Your Rate Bootcamp. So make sure you sign up and also know that the replays are available for purchase. Visit my website for more information. And if you would like to find Leslie, follow her, check out her website, book an appointment with her. Leslie, where can people find you? My website is
1: resonancemyofascialrelease.com. R-E-S-O-N-A-N-C-E. I only say that because sometimes the wrong word comes out of my mouth, but resonance myofasile release. And that has a link to my booking and everything. And my email is on
0: there and phone number. And great. Okay. We'll put links to all that in the show notes. So you guys can find her information there as well. Thanks for joining me today. And we will see you next time on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under-earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at The MFR Coach, and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.